This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Blog Talk Radio. Intelligent. Controversial. Groundbreaking. The Great Liberators are coming. Hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White take on all topics intrinsic to the black experience. No topic is too cold or too hot. Now, here are the Great Liberators, Amiri Brown and Kenya White. And welcome to the Great Liberators Radio Show here on Blog Talk Radio. We have a very interesting show planned for tonight with three very special guests. We will be discussing what black women really want with Asia Farmer, Kiana Palmer, Lissa Rose, and also Cookie Coleman said she would call in and speak on this issue as well. Our call-in number is 646-564-9858. But before that, we've got some news. I am Kenya White, and I am joined by my co-host, Amiri Brown. Amiri, are you there? Hey, how you doing? Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm 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 uh I'm well rested. I'm ready to you know, ready to get into it. Should be a, you know, an interesting show. Um, I just ask that you know for those who have something to say and 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 first for the, the those who are the guests for tonight, just press one, and that will bring you in the queue, and we'll be able to see and and bring you on um momentarily. But we did have a couple of you know news stories that we wanted to touch on that I think, um, you know, that, that I think is, is relevant and, and pertinent. Did you hear about the three black teenage scientists who um, apparently had a, had a breakthrough con- with a way that they were able to develop a, fil- a, a filtration system for water fountains at their, at their school? Did you hear about that? And, and so what happened when, you know, when they began to get publicity for it, Sure enough, they began to get trolled and called racist names and and things of that nature by um you know by white people on social media. So you know because there's always this um this disposition by by the larger American society and culture that that you know somehow America America is 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 a post racial country. Did you hear Did you hear about that story? I saw a Facebook post about it before, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and these girls, and apparently this, this was in, this was in, um, you know, Washington D.C. And their names were India Skinner, Michaela Sharif, and Bria Snell. 
and um and because they actually were able to become finalists in a in a competition that NASA was having, you know, something to do with um science and, and innovation, which is actually a good thing and as you know, as black people that's something that we need more of. And and yeah, so they began to get, you know, um targeted and trolled by um you know, by white supremacists white supremacists online so you know so racism is very much alive and well within within american society and i mean it's a shame that that they would stoop to that that level to um disparage the ingenuity and the intelligence of of our black youth well racism has no boundaries because remember when the obamas were in the white house they would say disparaging things about their daughters. They, mm. they, 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 they're no right. respecter of, you know, a person's age. If you're old or young, they don't care. Mm. But yeah, but and you know what? That was something that actually went against um, the cultural norm within political circles and with just, in, you know, just within the larger American um, historical context, because that's something that that everyone has understood is that when it comes to the president and you know presidential politics, the kids are off limits. So you know, so you're right. So we see that you know that that race will always trump anything that they have in place. You know, right. they it's, it's almost like a, you know you have a, a a wide portion of the population within American society, the white population, that needs racism to function. If they're if they're not being racist, they can't function. <laughs> you know, that's like <laughs> that's basically the the entire just in scope of what Richard Spencer talks about, for example, you know, this, this notion of white superiority and white dominance in, in every area. Well, you know, they pretty much seeded sports, you know, (laughs) they pretty much seeded sports, man. But uh, anything other than that, you know, see, because they can rationalize black people's brilliance when it comes to sports as just being well you know that these niggers are you know genetically bigger and stronger than us you know that that's about it but when it comes to intellectual capacity cerebral acuity and things of that nature that's when they go on alert and begin to have a and begin to have a problem now the next story i wanted to hit on this is this was a story that npr reported on and it says in california critics say sheriff cornered critics say Sheriff Coroner gig is a conflict of interest. And so uh, the sheriff of the county is is uh, Steve Moore. And what it was, was it was a black, a black coroner who, who said that the police would actually try and force him to give uh, false results when it came to police in, to police shootings where, where, where they killed a civilian. And that, to, to me, that speaks volumes and is a bombshell. So here you have the, the, the law enforcement apparatus trying to use the coroner for his, for his purpose and not in the interest of, uh, of justice or what's fair or what's right or what's legal, but basically to cover up crimes and murders that's being committed by, by policemen. So that is a that is a serious story, and if you notice, it it barely got any press or any play in the media. It barely got any play in the media. Yeah. So that speaks, you know that that speaks 
um, volumes, and it shows how racism and white supremacy operates on this on the systematic and institutional level. Because whenever there is a high profile police police shooting and police killing, the entire disposition of the larger dominant society is well, we're, we're, we're giving the police the benefit of, of the doubt. I mean, they're police, right? You know, the police are, they're here to protect and serve. And the, nine times, the reason why, why uh, Stefan Clark got murdered is because he was doing something he didn't have no business doing. I mean, why run from the cops? You know, this whole thing where their disposition is we're going to give the police um, the benefit of the doubt, despite the fact we have all, these, all this evidence that you have police, entire police departments that are not operating on board or above board, but they are very much acting as a criminal element within the very communities that they are supposed to protect and supposed to serve. And that's why it's important that, that as black people, we take our own media into our own hands so we can shine light on, on these types of, of situations. Because that's something that is very important. Because you know how many times there have been, there have been how many police cases that there are where people have been, uh, they have they have been ruled accidents or they have been ruled suicides, and every and every everybody and their mothers know is no way that this person could have shot themselves in the back. Like situations like that. I mean, you had you had a situation right here in Atlanta a couple of days ago where a student near near the Morehouse College campus was was found lynched hanging from a bridge and and they're calling that a suicide they're calling that a suicide put that and then put for, to further put that into context a few a few days before that there was a white supremacist rally in in the stone in stone mountain national park so this is something that is very serious with the way they send out their uh their messages and handle and handle you know news of of this importance now switching gears the last story i wanted to new story i wanted to talk about that i ran across <laughs> and to me it's funny because you know this whole thing where you have this reefer madness going on where where, where marijuana usage and things like that is being um promoted even even by the dominant society which actually makes me more suspicious of it but uh this story was on a was on the fox news website it said woman fined after urine sample damages 7-eleven microwave <laughs> police say it says angelique sanchez 26 was cited thursday for allegedly microwaving a urine sample at a local store <laughs> damaging the appliance and an explosion authority said um it says <laughs> it says a store clerk reported seeing the suspect identified as angelique sanchez 26 placed something in the aurora colorado stores microwave before hearing a loud bang seconds later and aurora police uh it says seconds later okay the clerk reportedly told Sanchez to clean up the mess or she would alert police. Sanchez then wiped out the microwave onto the floor with napkins and left. Pueblo's oh, wow. KOAATV reported also citing the police report. It goes on to say, then the clerk, the clerk then called police and told them she noticed yellow liquid dripping from the microwave oh, <laughs> and wow. the smell was unquestionably urine. <laughs> then it says, 
Police later found Sanchez about a half mile away at a health clinic where she was waiting to undergo a physical exam and a urinalysis for a potential job, according to the report. <laughs> so apparently she was trying to get, you know, she had, I figured that's what it was. She had to take a drug test, you know, for, um, for a job. And so for whatever reason, <laughs> she was trying to warm up somebody else. People, my thing is how goddamn hot you was trying to make it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that you would, I mean, uh, it, ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't got to break the boiling point, goddamn. All it got to be is 98 degrees. You know what I'm saying? That's what, two, two or three seconds at the most. So not only are you a drughead, but you're stupid. So I, I, I doubt seriously that she, that she got that job. So, you know, that was just something that was funny that, that I ran across. Okay, we, we got a couple of callers in here. Um, I think I see, I believe this is Lisa Rose. I'm going to bring her on right quick. Because uh, I want to, I, I don't know if, hold on. Yeah, yeah caller 678, is this Lisa? Yes. Lisa. Hey, how Lisa. you doing? <laughs> I'm good, how are you? Oh, what, I'm, I'm good. What you said, what, what, uh, repeat your name? Melissa or Lisa. Lisa Rose. Melissa or Lisa. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, fair enough. Okay, let me see. Um, I'm trying to see where the rest of our, our guests are. I think this is Asia. Asia, if you're if you're on the line, Asia, press one so I can see you. If you're on the line listening. I think so, she pressed okay. one already. Who uh Asia? Yeah. Let me see, because I got a few in here. Okay, yeah, this this is Asia. Yeah, Asia? Yes. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Okay. I, I don't see Kiana. Kiana, if you're if you're on the if you're on the line, press one. I see Cookie. I'm gonna bring her on right quick and then Hello, Yeah, Lisa. yeah. Uh, hey. This this cookie. Hey guys. Hey ladies. Hey Cookie. Hey. All right, and, and I have <laughs> it's Lisa. Okay, so uh, all right. Lisa. Okay, I mean I, you know, I ain't know. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Who is this? Okay, hold on. This this might be this might be Kiana. Kiana. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, Kiana. Hi, it's Kiana. Hey. 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 Okay. Okay. We got it. We got everybody here. All right. We got everybody here. Now I have I have a I have another caller. I'm gonna bring them on right quick. Cause I know this is this is Yukimi. I'm gonna see what she has to say right quick. So. Yeah, Yukimi. Hey, you guys. Hey, yeah, hello. Hey, what's evening. up? What's up? Hey, you came. Hey. Hi, Hi, everybody. What's up? Hey. Oh, what's, what's on your mind? Well, I'm, I'm real eager to chime in on, you know, this whole thing about, you know, what women want. And, you know, and mm. I've gathered my thoughts. And, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is that of all the creatures on planet Earth, the human beings are the most that are out of order. And the reason is because all other creatures, they don't have the ego that contends with their biological wirings, with, you know, those desires and those drives that cosmic law has imprinted into them. We as human beings, we are the only ones, we are the only creatures that are out of harmony with ourselves because of our ego. And, you know, because when it comes down to what women want and what men want, 
we have to understand that, you know, just like in the animal kingdom, there are natural drives, natural impulses that are hardwired into every human being that are there. Okay, hold, hold on, Kim. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. We lost, I think we lost, we lost Melissa. Um, I don't know what happened. It looked like, I guess, I don't know if her phone just dropped the call. Hopefully she'll call back in, but I don't, I don't see her on a switchboard no more. But yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Go ahead with your comment, Kim. Yeah, we have, you know, we as human beings, um, as created beings, we have certain basic drives and impulses and instincts that are hardwired into into us, you know, for the purpose of procreation and sustaining the human race. But because we have an ego that rails against God, that rails against nature, that rails against cosmic, cosmic order, we as human beings, we rail against our very own selves. That's why we find ourselves in this self-destructive state, because we have an ego that contends with those biological hardwired drives, instincts, and impulsive. And so, you know, when it comes down to what man and what women want, just like in the animal kingdom, there are certain drives and instincts and impulses that are hardwired into us, um, Mm. you know, that dictate what we seek in a mate. Like for women, because we are the nurturers, because we are the ones who, you know, uh, you know, carry the child and bring the child to birth, we have a natural desire, you know, for connection, a natural desire for communication, a natural desire, you know, uh, you know, for nurturing, a natural desire for security. You know, but what happens is that we're human beings because of our ego, because of our arrogance, because our of our uh, individual uh, intelligence that in our arrogance we put above natural and cosmic intelligence. We don't okay. even know how to interpret these drives, impulses, and instincts. You know, um, you know what what often happens is that we use illegitimate means to meet legitimate needs. And, and we okay. fall into sociopathic behavior because they're the, the stripper that's on the pole. At the end of the day, she wants the same thing that the mother that's in the house that that the that that the that the mother that's in the house with the husband wants. Mm. They want male attention. Right. They want validation. They want security. You know. Um, they seek the same things, but they just interpret them differently. And, and that's what everybody, even even with the most vile. Uh, sociopath, at the end of the day, there is a certain drive, a biological drive in him that he is seeking out, but he's seeking it out in illegitimate means. And, you know, human beings are the stupidest that we've ever been throughout the whole entire evolutionary process of humanity. Our prehistoric ancestors had more sense, more intelligence, and more wisdom than what we have today with all of our technological advances because there was at a time when we were at one point in harmony, you know, with the cosmic, uh, with, with all of creation and with our own selves as human beings because humans, we've been given a dictate to master ourselves. But we don't master ourselves. Most human beings couldn't even tell you what those basic drives, instincts, and impulses are and what are the suitable, you know, natural means to meet them. So we come up with all these artificial artificial needs and, mm. you know, artificial means, illegitimate means to meet our legitimate needs. You know, women and in their interpretation to meet that need for security, they don't even know security that they're after. They, they, they pursue a mate based on the, the, the money in his bank account. Yeah, and so he'll right. they'll mate with this man because he has a lot of money thinking that'll bring him security. But this man may be a, a danger and a threat 
to them because he may right. have controlling, you know, violent behaviors. And it's the same thing with men. A lot of men oppress and dominate and control their women because they're really seeking validation, you know, as a man and to assert their manhood. And because they don't know the proper channels, you know, in society to assert their dominance in their manhood, and they don't know how to channel that properly, such as being, you know, viable um, competitors, you know, in the career world or whatever, they channel that into how they relate to their woman. You know, so I think with both men and women, you know, we're very, human beings are very ignorant today. Humanity is very ignorant because, for one, they don't even know what their own, they don't even know how to properly interpret what are those basic inherent biological drives and impulses. They don't even know what they're really seeking. They just know that they have this, this yearning. They can feel the impulse. You know, they know that there's mm-hmm. this yearning for something, but they haven't properly mm-hmm. identified what that something is. And then they don't even I know, know how to yeah, I, go about finding that something. Man, now, now men, men know, men know what that yearning is. That yearning is, you know what I'm saying? That that impulse, that, that, that it's cooch. That's all there is to it. At the end of the day. So thanks for your call. We're finna get into it. That's what men want. We ain't even gotta do no show on what men want. I tell you not right now. What men want? That's what they want. You know what I'm saying? All right. So we got we got Melissa Rose on. We have uh we have Cookie on. We have Asia on, and we have uh, Kiana on. All right, excellent, outstanding. Okay, so what I'll do is starting with um, starting with Melissa. Just give a just give a, a brief you know description about yourself and you know your relationship status, and then we'll go from there and, and actually delve into the topic. Okay. Well, that's- kind of rough because I'm in, involved in so many things. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in, in a nutshell, I could be described as a motivational speaker and on-air radio personality. Um, I'm on, uh, I have a show Monday through Friday, um, 8 to 10 p.m. on 99.9 The Beat out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, currently, I'm married. This is my second marriage. Um, so I have the whole, probably every aspect of a relationship you can have, I've had it. Mm. <laughs> Married, single, divorce, okay. good relationship, good relationship, I, I, it runs the gamut. So <laughs> I can definitely right. have some relationships, so. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Asia, you can go next. Um, you said just introduce yourself. Um, my name is Asia. And my relationship status is single. I've never been married. Um, and um, right now I'm just I'm in the process of switching jobs and stuff, but I'm also working on getting my own uh, skin tightening business started, which will probably be mm-hmm. next year. And um, Okay. I just got my logos and stuff created. I mean, what is that, copywritten? Yeah, copywritten for the logos and my name and Thing. I'm getting all that together right now, and that's that's it for me. Okay. Okay. All right. That's what's up. All right. Um, Kiana, you can go next. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Great. Hi, everybody. My name is Kiana Palmer, um, aka Mocha Mama, spoken word artist, author of Soul Not for Sale, the poetic publication. And owner of MSR Communications LLC, uh, work from home. Um, 
my relationship status I'm not married. I haven't I haven't been married. Um, but I am seeing somebody exclusively. Okay. Well, that's what's up. All right. Um Okay, Cookie, you you, you can go ahead. You can you can round off the roster. <laughs> <laughs> um this is Nicole Coleman or Danielle Coleman, whichever you see. Um, my nickname is Cookie. My daddy gave me that when I was born. Um, I'm married. Um, I used to work with Capitol Police, but now I'm at the courthouse. Um, my degrees are in criminal justice, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Four lovely sisters who, who you know who who doing who doing their own thing. They, I mean, they you know black girl magic in real time. That's what's up. All right, um, you know, Kenya has a series of questions for for you sisters, and um, and so do I. But let me just pose the first question and the most pertinent question, and just you know just give a brief. Um, description of, uh, of you know, of the answer. We don't need a long dissertation like Yukini was doing, you know what I'm saying? Um, the breaking down the, the cosmos and stuff like that. Just tell us very briefly, what do black women want? You know, because I think, because I think a lot of, a lot of brothers are, you know, they, they're, they're confused maybe, you know, I think, or, or either they're confused or they act confused. So if each of you could just briefly um, and it doesn't have to be in any particular order. Just tell us what it is that that black woman want, or that you, as a black woman, want in a in a potential mate, and what you want from from black men. So, um, I think okay. uh, that to, if I had to just put it in one simple sentence, I would say that we want to be allowed to be unapolog- unapologetically ourselves without the labels um, of what femininity is or what it should be for men or from the peanut gallery or whoever else, we want to be unapologetically who we are because we as black women are the most multifaceted women on the earth. We can be prissy and go to war with you in the next second. We can cook. We can can, can do it all. And so we want to be – we don't. We want to be recognized for that and appreciated for that instead of being told, "Oh, if you like to wear tennis shoes, you're a tomboy. You're not being feminine enough. Oh, if you wear heels, you're prissy. That's womanlike. You know, we we, mm-hmm. we we're able to do so many things, wear so many hats, and that's a good thing. But we're made uh, majority of the time to feel like if we don't fit into this box of Anglo-Saxon or Christianity's definition of feminism, that we're right. not the exactly. women." Or we're not good women, or you know, yeah. So that's right. Yeah, that's, that's what, you know. Right. That and, that um, that makes um, sense. That was a great. Go ahead. I just wanted to be honest. Accountability, like that's mm. something that I feel that is lacked a lot. Accountability with with, with everything with, is with, with you mean with. Uh, you're with, talking about specifically men. in regards to black men? Right. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every mm. time, you know, they're being called out about something, it's always either the black woman's fault or the white man's fault. It's never them, and they're the ones that's doing it. And us as a community, we keep just accepting these excuses off of them, and I'm tired of it. That's why I don't 
Right. I pulled myself out of the dating game period because if everything you do wrong is my fault or the white man's fault, what do I need you for? Hmm. Right. Okay. I see. I, I understand that. That's 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 uh you know a reasonable disposition given your analysis of what's what's uh ailing black men to a certain degree. Okay. Um. Somebody else chime in. What what it is that you that you want? Okay. Um. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry about that. Um, for me personally, just understanding that, you know, each woman is different. You know, everybody has their own personal love language. It's Kiana, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm very simple with, with it for me personally. Like, the only thing that I ask for, the only thing that I need, the only thing that I want from a black man is respect. Right. Hmm. If I don't care okay, Aretha Franklin. Uh-huh. You can buy me everything in the world. You can give me everything. You can take me all these places, you know, but if there's mm-hmm. no respect, I'm not, like, my body's not going to be into it. My heart is not going to be into it. It's not going to be real or healthy for me. And when you mm-hmm. when you have respect, you receive that respect, or a man understands what respect is to give to you, you don't mm-hmm. have to ask for anything else. Everything else falls in line. If you respect me, I don't have to ask you to get a job. If you respect me, I don't have to ask you to help me with the kids. These are things that just come automatically out of respect for me, just even as a human being. And then out of respect Mm. is this is my woman. Out of respect is this is the mother of my kids. Out of respect is this is going. This is my wife. Things like that. Like I need respect, and and so far it's been very very difficult to get respect. Because when somebody respects you, they are accountable for their own actions. They are accountable for who they are as mm. an individual. They won't deflect. Right. They won't push it back onto you. They are going to hold themselves accountable. They'll apologize and they'll make it right moving forward. But when they don't have respect, it just gets real messy and real nasty. And I can't, I can't get past anything if the foundation is not built on respect. Then we can go into communicating. But if I don't respect mm. you, I don't want to hear anything you got to say. Right. That, that that makes uh that makes a lot of sense. I I like that. And and you know what? Respect is the basis for all human interaction and relationships. I mean it I mean it should be. Um okay, Cookie, you can round you can round it off. I think you're the only one who hasn't who hasn't said it, uh who hasn't given your take on it. So uh you can go ahead and, and answer that question for us. Um what Kiana said was respect. That's <laughs> well. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, right. Also, right. like Miss Asia said, accountability. You know, I I don't want to be blamed for other people's fuck ups. Excuse my French. Um, because I I own my own. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't want to be deemed as. Um, masculine because I'm independent and I am independent mm-hmm. even though I'm married mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying <clears throat> my parents raised me to be that way because if I didn't have a man what am I supposed to do right. you know what right. I'm saying am I not supposed to work am I not supposed to feed the children like what am I supposed to do however I would be cornering huh I said you said what am I supposed to do I said you're expected to ball up in the corner and cry 
Right. And we didn't get to it yet. Don't be no food stamps either because that's destroying the black right. man. But, you know, but you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I want. I want, I want transparency. <laughs> I want mm. vulnerability, you know what I'm saying, authenticity, authenticity right. all that good right. stuff, you know, faithfulness, honesty, right. um, togetherness, partnership, you know, long haul. Mm. I, need, I, need, I need a man who's going to be there when the going gets rough, not just when it's good. And a lot of people mm. cannot handle rough times. They don't have the mental right. capacity or the intestinal fortitude to understand rough times and that through it all in the end is something beautiful and positive, something you can look back and be like, whew, glad that's over, but we're still together. See, a lot of times I've noticed with a lot of black families, they don't fight hard enough. Right. You know, they don't fight like, like our parents did and our grandparents and stuff like that. They're so quick to throw in the towel because you have a lot of, bird brain females and bird brain males that mm-hmm. fill in those gaps, if you will, that make it hard mm-hmm. for good men and women to get that respect that they deserve. Because you always got that stupid person in the background that mm-hmm. that's you know right. willing to destroy what you have. You know, and so it comes with weakness. I need someone who's strong, who mm-hmm. knows how to test all that. You know what I'm saying? So Right. But just like, like Asia and Kiana said, respect and someone who's accountable, you know, just pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, the same thing. I, I, I see like we all have a common denominator on what we want. Mm-hmm. And that's right. big. You know, that's big right. to me. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I, you know, those, those answers were, uh, you know, they were, they were great and they were, they were pertinent. Um Okay, Kenya, you can go ahead and because we we each have a series of questions. You can go ahead and ask and ask one of your questions now. Okay, um, I also want to answer the question about what black women really want. Um, I'd like to say okay. that I think we want compassion, and then we also mm-hmm. want reciprocity. You know, a lot of lip service is given. Yeah, i this in other shows as well, but a lot of lip service <laughs> is given to um, women, and we're told to mm-hmm. speak life to him and build him up and be his peace. And he fights all kinds of wars out there in the world, but home should be his safe haven, and he shouldn't <laughs> have to war with you right. as well. You know? right. And we want that same kind of attention to detail shown to the relationship from that man. You know, we're we're always told to pour into him, but we need, you know, we need some of that goodness poured back into us because we're fighting many of the same battles. They might not mm-hmm. think that, but we really are. And then we're, we're fighting an additional layer that they don't face as a woman in a male-dominated society. So that's mm-hmm. my answer because, you know, we can get right. going on some other questions. Okay. I have a question. <clears throat> what is the best way for a sincere black man to approach a black woman that he is interested in? And <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I know nobody is going to say, send her a picture of your peen to her inbox. 
the size of your ego to, to do that unsolicited is uh, astronomical. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, that's almost like caveman behavior, you know? But, um, uh, yeah, so we'll listen. We'll, and it's no, you know, no particular order. Just don't over talk. And, you know, somebody can answer that, take that question if they, if they would like. That's such a good question because I've been noticing more, um, you know, recently that the idea of courting has disappeared. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. Like men literally expect you to come and drag them from the house that they're in with another woman and make mm. you feel more so than she did to win him over. And mm. um, they don't. It's so unfortunate, but men don't know how to court anymore. And so, um, as women, a lot of times that's why you do have the, the you know, bird uh, brains or the, the loose women uh, that are getting the ones that are married in every relationship and different things like that and winning over the intelligent woman because she's not requiring anything. She will allow him mm-hmm. to move into her home. We really not allowed to, to be honest. Right. Wait, what? Wait, say that again? It seems like a woman really ain't allowed to require nothing no more because it's always either she's she she's her stand right her standards is too high. Or yeah, it's always you a problem. Right. Yeah, if you ask for basic right. things, it's like for a man to have his own. Then you're asking for two months. You should lower your standards. You need to be humble. You know, just basic right. things that a man should should have. <laughs> you know, to be able to care for himself. I'm not even asking you to care for me because I can take right. care of me. But can you take care of yourself right. before you come trying to, you know, engage in a relationship? But like I said, it's just so it's it's sad and sickening because, like I said. You know, the men are living with women that they don't want to be with, but if they don't act halfway decent, they're going to be homeless. So they right. you to rescue them from the situation instead of having their own and coming to you and presenting themselves as a man uh, and commanding the type of respect they claim that they want. So to me, right. it's a, it's right. to say the way that we want to be um, want a man to approach us is as a man <laughs> and with dignity right. and respect right. and show yourself to, to wear the hat that you claim you own. And right. you know what's crazy? A lot of women are adapting to the ways of these men. Oh, oh, hold on a second. It's, it's some, oh, oh, hold on. It's some, it's some background noise or something. I, it's yeah, some back, yeah, it's some background noise coming through. It's, it's just I can't I can't really make uh, you know hear what everybody is saying. I, I ask that everybody just keep their their background noise down for the uh, for the quality of, of the show. All right, finish with, finish saying what you were saying, Asia. I'm saying like a lot of women are starting to adapt to these the failures of these men. Like mm-hmm. yes, they're and failures to provide. Their failure uh-huh. to be faithful. They're felt like uh-huh. women nowadays, like I was saying in that video I did, they have adapted so much to the failures of men that they expect a random side chick to be more faithful to them than their actual mate and not mess mm-hmm. with their man. That's right. how much they have adapted to the failures then, of men. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. if you're a quality woman who refuses to adapt, 
then you're labeled as that's why you ain't got no man or you yeah. know something's wrong with you because you yeah. expect a man to be a man. You want to be treated like something right. that you're not, something that you're not doing, something that you're not showing. Yes, mm. and they men, it's like men don't understand that they'll try to when a woman. Right. When a woman is in a there's so many women adapting and allowing it yes. instead of stepping up and saying that even though you're going to allow me to do this as a man because I want to be treated as a man, I'm going to do different instead of them taking that responsibility to be who they should be, then they're they're dumbing themselves down and, and laying low and allowing, you know, the foolishness to, to take precedence. Yes. Right. Yes. Women have adapted. This is why I say black women are adapted because they have adapted so much. Even the mm-hmm. fact of men complaining, saying, "Okay, well, y'all welfare queens," and think they're adapting to your failures to provide. They yes. doing what they got to do yeah. to feed their family. And that's, that's what right. always gets me when mm-hmm. I see the argument about things such as welfare and stuff. Does, does it make sense that your woman would put you out of the house and take welfare if you were doing good as, as good or better than the welfare? So obviously, right. if you like the welfare over you, then you wasn't doing the little bit that the welfare was doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not right. That, but, you, but you know what? No, that, that whole welfare thing, that welfare thing is a trope and we're actually working on we're gonna we're gonna put together a little video like we did with the black woman more than that you know and it's it's gonna be titled five myths about about welfare in the black in the black community it's gonna be something like that and so we're gonna take that mm-hmm. we're gonna take that myth on you know we've been taking it on already because it is it is a myth and there is no um no empirical data that backs up that assertion but here's here's the question i have for the sisters and this is a this is a doozy and i don't want none of this you know uh, uh i think i think y'all i think you guys will give um you know truthful and honest answers okay so here it is this is the question that black men everywhere want to know does size matter and and, <laughs> and if it does matter, if it if it, if it does matter, get, what is, is what is the ideal size for 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 the sisters? You know what I'm saying? If the size matter, you know. What is the ideal? And and, and I'm, hold on, because I I want to hold on hold on because I want to put somebody on the spot. So let me think who I want to put on the spot with this question. So I'm let them go first. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put Kiana on the spot. So Kiana, tell me, does size matter? And if so, what is the ideal size? And then we'll go from there with the with the other sisters tonight. <laughs> oh man, so size matter. And I say that because, again, I mean, because from my own personal experience, I'm a simple person. Um, uh, if it's too big, I'm not going to want to have sex with you. Sex is supposed to be pleasurable. It's supposed to be enjoyable. It's supposed to have fun with you. You know, so if it's too big, we ain't going to work out. Like, I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to be not being able to walk the next day. Like, that ain't cute. Right. Yeah. Mm, Besides that yeah. matter, um, if it's too big, if it's too big. Now, mm. I could see that it could also matter if it's too small. Yeah. Then it's mm. going to be an issue where we now have to communicate on other ways to, of course, sexually satisfy me. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I've dated guys who had come up on the small end of the scale, and they uh-huh. have been able to compensate in other ways where there's no complaining. You know, nobody's left mm-hmm. high and dry. You know, nobody's yeah, so, doing with. So he got to he 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 got to go above and beyond. He got to he got to do massages. He got to do all kind of stuff to try. You know what I'm saying? To try and compensate for that. So 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 what's what's the ideal size? Like, give me an inch. What's the ideal size? I mean, brothers want to know. You want a number? You want a number from a carpenter? Yeah, we want a number. <laughs> Wait, say that again. I said you want a number from a carpenter. The inches. From a carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> now, the, now it is saying that the average size, the average size for a man is a size six, so that's average in itself. Right, right. Yeah, I, I have. So eight inches, wow. Eight inches okay. is fine. Eight inches is perfectly uh-huh. fine. Yeah, I say yeah. eight. Eight. eight little, okay. You know, so eight is that is that is, 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 is that the consensus? Is, is, is the consensus eight? <laughs> eight. See, anybody need more? So hold on. Anybody need more? Melissa, hold. Don't don't. <laughs> you know, it, but eight is you know eight is. The I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even just They were not expecting that kind of question. Hold on, let me listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can understand it. But you, but but you know what? You know what's not fair? You know what is not fair? There is more pressure on the man when it comes to sex than a woman. I, I mean, a, 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 a woman doesn't really even have to do anything. You know what I'm saying? The, the pressure is on the man. Can I the, man ha- the, man has, the man has to have a certain, uh, uh, he has to have a certain team size and girth, you know. Then he has to know how to wield that effectively. He has to know how to, you know, be in tune with the woman. A, a lot of times, y'all ain't, y'all ain't even got no pressure, man. That's not really fair. You know what I'm saying? Well, that is, that's not really well. fair. <laughs> but I guess that's the way. I guess that's the way nature, well, we, you know, nature intended it. We do know? have pressure. We do have pressure because now we have to expose ourselves. Dudes be talking about girls who don't know how to ride, talking about they lazy and stuff. And then, yeah. uh, uh, if they can't, give, yeah. you know, oral the right way, excuse me. Exactly. <laughs> that's the problem. I think women have pressure regardless. And the we got to get into his body. Right. Right. Let me ask but, you uh, a question, Amir, because the know, reason okay, I think. go ahead. The reason why I say size does matter is because I I don't know no man that's going to be with a woman who does not please him sexually. That's right. I don't Mm. know one. So I feel like women, we feel the same way. We want to be, you know, it it may not seem that way, but we want to be pleased sexually too. Right, Mm -hmm. right. I mean, I I can understand that. (laughs) I can understand that. But, you know, a, a, a lot... A lot of guys, you know, I, there there are a lot of women who who might be in a relationship, even some long term relationships, and that might be an issue that they're having. And she and she won't she instead of instead of telling them, you know, what you know that he's not doing what he needs to be doing and stuff like that. I've seen I've seen situations where women a woman will get another you know get a get a side dude. You know what I'm saying? And instead mm-hmm. of Going to her mate and telling him what the deal is, so so that one, you know, because a lot of a lot of women don't want to hurt his ego, but I, you know, with me, like, yeah, I, a lot I, of I, it ain't about ego. I I, I want to know, you know what I'm saying? You tell me, you know, 
You know, tell me, tell me, tell me what's going on. They'll just leave me in the dark, and I think I'm doing something, and I ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? But you know, Can I say a lot of <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Um, this is cookie, but um, <laughs> for me, I like girth. I like okay. size. Me too. Size, yeah, size matters, but. Um, for me, I don't like my organs rearranged, so I'm not dealing with nothing deep. <laughs> <laughs> Period, point blank. I, and I'm okay. I'm okay right. with that. I'm okay with saying that because, I mean, a, a woman's vagina only goes with about six, six and a half inches long anyway. So what do you mean nine inches and twelve? That's not going in me. Uh, it's not happening. <laughs> I think girth right. with me matters more, but uh, like Kiana said, there's other things, you know, that for right. me, you know, I'm a light switch. If I'm ready right now and within the next 10 minutes you don't do it with me, I, I turn off. Because um, mm. for me, it takes a lot deeper things for me to be attracted and get turned on because I'm a sapiosexual. If your mind is, right. is linked with mine, it's on and cracking. So I think with different women, it, it depends on their attraction level on what does yeah. things mean. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And I think men miss that point. A lot of men miss that point because they think it's all about jamming her up, got her head up in the pillow, and she she suffocating right. while he's banging her out. Women don't want that. Not no real woman. You know what I'm right. saying? No. Now, not to say yeah. we don't like we don't like to be kind of roughed up a little. Manhandled a little bit. Every now and <laughs> but what, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, just going in and out thinking you're doing something, that's not going to work. That's not working with women. Mm. They want something deeper. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. talking about Man, that work on, yeah. the dudes, the dudes be like, that work on porn, huh, man? She don't know what she's talking about. That's what a lot of guys get their cues from, man, is porn, you know? But, um, but that's, that's okay. false reality right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, 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 you know, that actually, I talk about that. That actually has done a lot of harm. When it comes to uh, you know, I, I, the way the way we look at you know sex and sexuality, but okay, Kenya, um, you can go ahead and, a- and ask your question. You need to give me a chance to answer. I, I'm a woman too, oh, Mary. I man, I keep, I keep thinking of you as the host. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, go ahead. My fault. My fault. <laughs> I want to. Are we done with the question about approaching? Huh? I mean, no, you, if you have something to say, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Are we done with the approaching question? I mean, no, no, you, if, you have something to add, if you have something to add to it, you can, you can add something to that if you would like. Um, yeah. So um, I guess <laughs> when uh, black men are approaching black women, um, mm. do it simply and plainly. You know, um, make sure it's clear on what your intentions are. Um, don't... Mm. You know, don't, I don't like the I don't like the game behind it where they're pretending to ask you for something else. You know, want other information? No, just come right out and just say something real simple and plain. Like, you know, I really like who you are, or what you seem to be about. You know, let me take you mm. out for dinner and you know, get to know you a little better. Real plain, right. real simple. You know, you don't have to pull up with shiny rims and your music blasting <laughs> like chains falling all off your neck oh lord that'd be the worst you don't need all Ooh. that you just real clear <laughs> right. and real oh jesus <laughs> not all that extra right. stuff like mm. 
No. Yeah, I simplicity. You yeah, like I think a lot of guys, they think it has to be this, you know, because this whole concept of game and stuff like that, I think they think it has to be, um, you know, some elaborate uh, rules to, to actually get the woman to, you know, to, to reciprocate the interest that you're showing. But a lot of times it's just being yourself, being confident, and just being simple. And yeah. like, like, you know, like, like you just said, Kiana, just, you know, letting your intentions know what it is. Shoot your shot and leave it at that, you know. But I thought a lot yeah. of guys tend to overthink that whole process, you know, of, of how to approach a woman. And, and you know what? The more successful and attractive a woman, a woman is and appears to be, the more intimidated, you know, men are. You know, that's just the, you know, that's just the way it is. But, um, okay, uh, can you go, uh, go oh, ahead? Sorry. Okay, what I wanted to say mm-hmm. was about the issue of sex. Um, going back to what Amiri was saying about um, he wants to know whatever it is that she may be unsatisfied with. To that, I just want to add that, you know, that's going to call for men to be receptive to the woman's concerns and not dismiss them. I think some men may feel like, well, you as a woman, you haven't had sex with any woman, or maybe you have, but not in the way that he would have it. Um, But Mm. he's, you know, he may think that because he has had sex with a lot of women that he's a professional at it, but each woman is different. Each woman's Mm -hmm. body is different. Each woman's Mm turn-ons are different, you know, and so it's going to take for him to be, like you said, in tune with her and to, you know, give her what she's needing specifically, not just, you know, like you said, what what they're doing on Pornhub. You know, he needs to know (laughs) that woman specifically. And, you know, it's true. Taylor here yeah, yeah, because, to what she likes. That's all I have to right. add. Yeah, because you know what? It, it because it, it, it's something that that takes like, and that's something I talked about too. That you know, that takes time. It takes time to um, to learn a a woman's body and to reach that you know that level of of synergy with with the woman. I, you know, that's something. It takes time. You know, it takes time because just like you just said, Kenya, each woman. It's different. This whole this whole thing where you can have a cookie cutter cookie cutter approach to your repertoire when it comes to satisfying a woman um, mm-hmm. sexually is, is a farce. It is a false notion, and that notion is actually rooted in the male ego. You know, this whole idea of um, of being a of being a ladies' man because each woman is going to have different stimuli that stimulates her when it comes to um, you know, when it comes to, to sex and sensuality and things of that nature. So, okay, Kenya, um, you can go ahead and ask the, pose, the, pose the question that you have. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I want to know what can black men who love black women do to show love and support? Because a lot of times as black women, we don't really feel like the collective is for us, but, you know, Black woman bashing is very trendy, evidently, and so we don't always feel that love and support from black men, and, you know, you can make a post about it, or you can talk to some brothers about it, and they'll say, oh, no, I love black women. You know, I always have. I show respect to black women. You know, I date black women, you know, but what can black men do so that we can see and feel that love and support from them? Can I answer? Can I answer first? 
Okay, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. First thing they can do is start checking other black men who disrespect and drag us. That's right. one of the things mm-hmm. that they can do. And another okay. thing is they can like they can start uh by protecting us and showing more concern towards us instead of dismissing every, you know, our issues every time we bring them up. Show some right. concern, right. show that you care. Don't make it always about mm-hmm. the man and what the man wants. Uh, show the women right. that they matter too. It can't always be about the men. But that's what it seems mm-hmm. like it is when it comes to the black community. Right. Mm-hmm. Us women hold right. back so much to keep from, you know, I know I as a woman used to hold back so much to try not to hurt these men's egos. Now you drag them straight to hell, huh? <laughs> On a burning room. To add to that is to, um, if black men could just give us some compassion. Right. Just give us some compassion. You know, mm-hmm. you might not necessarily understand exactly what we're going through, but but listen without interruption. You know, listen to understand, not to reply. You know, right. listen not mm-hmm. listen to hear where we're coming from and understand that, you know, this person is a human being, you know. She feels mm-hmm. hurt, she feels frustrated, she feels mad. You know, let let her mm-hmm. have those feelings. That's that's one of my biggest things when I'm dealing with people, men, women, children. I like to mm-hmm. let people have their feelings. I don't ever want to be the one to tell you, right. oh, you're not mad or you can't be angry or you don't have any room to be upset. No, you are going right. to feel how you feel because that's what you're going through. I can't tell you how to act. I can't dismiss it. You know, so it's like right. but when it comes to black women talking, it's almost as if like um, when a black woman speaks up or says anything, it's like a black man is going to like shut it down. Like you don't have no room to feel mad. You don't That's have any true. room to That's be true. Like, no, I do so have true. that room, and I need that space to have these emotions to let them out. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I feel like we, um, a man had missed me the other day. Um, not the other day. It was probably, like, last year sometime I was talking to this guy. And um, he was talking about how strong his mother was and how all the things that she went through and that she survived this and she survived that. And it's like, whoa, brother. Whoa! <laughs> she shouldn't have never had to go through that. Mm. That was struggle. Mm. Yeah, she ain't had no right. business going through. None of the things she had to go through. You know, like mm. so you right. kind of hold it out like, oh, strong black woman, and you know you're supposed to be able to take these beatings in your head and still function the next day, <laughs> like that type of mentality. Right. And I, that's why I say we're not humans. <laughs> that's why I say. We are not seen as human. You know what? That's something that Michelle Wallace talked about um, in her book, Black Macho and the Myth of the, of the Superwoman. And that is something that we do have to demystify within our, um, within our cultural ethos as it, pertains to, as it pertains to black women. And that is this idea of them being able to endure um, trauma, pain, disappointment, uh, all, you know, in deference to 
you know, to 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 her male counterpart. So that is something that that needs to be, um, you know, dissolved. In in my opinion, because you know what, this is what this is what we do. This is the messages that we send. We send two very conflicting messages to black to black women, both as a culture and as men. Because this is what we'll say. We'll say, you know what, our women aren't feminine enough. They're not. Mm. They're, they're too masculine. That's that's what we'll say. Then we'll turn right around after we do some bullshit and be like, <laughs> just bitter. You 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 need you need to, you need you you just bitter. You need to toughen up. You need to you need to. We, what we basically tell them is you need to man up after we do some bullshit. So if you want your woman to if you want your woman to behave at, as women, then you have to treat them at. You have to treat them like that. You see what mm. I'm saying? Mm. We, we can't keep giving these two conflicting messages to our to our women. And 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 the truth of the matter is that this is why this is how come our women and our community and relationships remain in a state of flux. You know what? Because I was talking to a guy the other day, right? And he was, he's been married like 18 years. And so he told me, he said out of the 18 years, and he was saying it from a very, you know, in a very braggadocious way, (laughs) he was like, you know, I've been married 18 years and out of those, out of those 18 years, I've only been faithful one year. That's what he told me. So I mean, you can imagine, and and I and I guarantee you, if that is his his ratio of trying to be faithful within his relationship with his wife, I guarantee you that she's she's caught him on several occasions doing things he has no business. You see what I'm saying? And 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 his position was like he was. I mean, it was a very braggadocious, nonchalant position. He was like, man, you know, I can't Michael? help it. I'm a hoe. You know, my it's, it's, it was it, it was bred in me. My my grandfather was a hoe. You know. So that's something that that we do need to, you know, that we do need to 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 address as men. And the reality of it is, is that a lot of the complaints that 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 I see that black men have, just from my observations of of observing the discourse online, just in talking to them in everyday life, is one where we minimize we maximize things that are very minimal, like this idea of. A woman, you know, of women being nagging, things like that. It's like at the end of at the end of the day, a woman is going to be a woman, a man is going to be a man. Those things exist within within every other ethnic group and racial group too. I could tell you that right now. If you think you know the white man, the, the white man and the white woman in the house that's married aren't having any issues, then you you know you need to you need to wake up from that from your dream state. You know you need to wake up from your dream state. This this thing where we ask you know black women to go to go above and beyond and to give life and limb uh, all at at their expense and to posture themselves in a self deprecating disposition so that they can have relationships and interactions with, with, with black men that are functional is uh, the height of self-aggrandizement and selfishness. So I just wanted, I just wanted to say that on, the, on that issue. Now, and I have another else. question. And Melissa, okay, go ahead. Well, the, I wanted to say it is so popular to sit around and mistreat and drag black women now. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, that's, that, that's the thing now. People getting famous off of this. Right. Hold, hold on. What's, we got some background noise, guys. Hold on. So somebody got background noise or something? Somebody does. I don't. Just need your mic. I hear something. Okay. 
Okay, I think I think it's that. Okay, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Asia. What, what were you I saying? It's so popular now to mistreat and use black women and drag black women now. Like mm. black men are getting famous for doing it. Like Tommy Sotomayor, right. Minister Dap, they're all getting. I mean, it's just that's just a yeah. thing now. Right. Well, that's that is something. I it's mean, a, what is it? And that you know, I mean, yeah, you 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 know, you're absolutely right. You can gain an entire internet following all by. Um, you know, by by dragging black women, and 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 I'll tell you that what is at the root and the core of that is the male ego, because you have a lot of men and women, you have a lot of men and women who don't want to face the truth concerning what is the issue that is ailing the black community, ailing the black family, and has been ailing it from you know pretty much from its inception, and that and that uh, ailment lies with with the men, it lies with the, the male populace, the male portion of the of the population, that's the truth. And so it, they don't want to ignore that. I mean, they don't want to acknowledge that. So because they don't want to acknowledge that, they create all these different myths and, um, you know, social myths like welfare. Like, like, the, right. It automatically goes to the woman has to sit and blame herself for everything. Mm-hmm. That right. Is, so when the issue comes up, it automatically goes to that. Right. Period. And that's crazy. That you usually when things go on, it's usually on the leader. Right. Of everything. Mm. That's what I was Which just about to, to say. Be the head, the man, but I right. guess nowadays they push it all off on a woman. And that's what I'm saying. Right. That woman is not go ahead. And I was going to say, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. And that goes back to what I was mentioning about the men wearing the hat that they claim that they want. You say you want to be the leader. You say you want to be the head. But then when something goes wrong, you deflect. So are you mm-hmm. wanting this position or not? Because you, you're quick to abandon it when what's Things really so real becomes evident. Right. And like you said, mm-hmm. with any other organization, starts at the top if things are not right. But in our community – they go for the, the the bottom, the what's supposed to be considered the weaker or what you say feminine. That's who you target and who you blame when things are not going according to plan. It doesn't make any sense. And this is why it's hard for a lot of women to respect them. Mm-hmm. Because when things go sour, that's what they do. They push it all off on her. They sit there and no watch her struggle no and point the finger and blame all day long. Right. Even if they're the ones who did it, it's still her fault. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? I, I saw something. I saw something about that earlier. Um, I was on Facebook, and um, there was a post something about you know keeping a man or something like that. And at the end of the day, Ooh, I'm only a man know it's the only thing that's gonna keep a man is a, is a man that wants to be kept. And and the same thing to a to a to a to a certain extent is true for. You know, it's true for the woman. It's all about. It's all about. Are you putting in the effort for you know for one another? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a um, you know a reciprocal dynamic, a symbiotic dynamic. That is the way it's supposed to function between a a man and a woman, a male and a female. It's a it's a give and take. And I think you know we don't really um, understand that in you know, in, 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 in real world ways and in real world terms. Because like you because you know what and I, I remember I made a post about that 
a while back when I was talking about how that within this climate of where we are today socially, it is very easy for men to sit back and talk about what, you know, the things that women aren't doing, like within their relationship dynamic, you know, like is she cooking, is she cleaning, is she um, catering to his needs, you know, and things like that. And, you know, we often talk about the the woman or the female being the, being the help meet to the to the man, but the, the true the true essence of it is is that the man is supposed to help her too. You're each other's help. It's about helping Absolutely. one another. Help her while she helps you. You help him while he helps while he helps her. You see what I'm saying? Like that is the way it's right. supposed to be. And a lot of times because of precisely because of, you know, these patriarchal ideas and it's a male dominated society. Um, we tend to have these these things where we want to be, um, you know, we want to be catered to, despite the fact that within the history of America as black men, we, that is something that we've never been able to live up to, precisely because of white supremacy and because we're dominated by another male group. So, uh, you know, like, for example, and I, I didn't want to get too, you know, um, off of the far beaten path, but I'm going to make this point, then I'm going I'm to ask my next question. Um Back early on in America's infancy, there was the common law of corporal punishment of wives where men could actually beat their wife, you know, like, you know, like, like a child, you know, beat them across the back and things, and things of that nature. That was something that was, you know, that was part and parcel to, to early colonial life within America, right? So um, there were cases of black men, freed slaves and freed women, freed slave women who were husband, husbands and wives. And when, and when the black man tried to do that, you know, he th- think he's going to beat his wife trying to be like that goddamn white man. And he was, he, he was criminalized. You know, he's criminalized. Like, you know, like when that happened, like, I don't even think we understand that. The very basis for domestic violence within this country was, was born out of Black men trying to live up to the common law practice of corporal punishment of wives. There are there are there are Supreme Court cases on the books on the books that demonstrate that very clearly. You see what I'm saying? So us trying to live up to this caricature of what we think uh, being a man is, being a husband is, and the way that relates to the woman and her role as wife is something that we've never been able to live up to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that is part of what causes the breakdown and the dysfunctions that we see within our social spaces and within our community. But here's the next question I have for the sisters. And Melissa, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask this excuse question. Okay, go ahead. Me. Go ahead. I want to say something. Um, okay. I wanted to answer the, my own question. Um, and I wanted to speak a little bit more. Someone, I, I forget who, someone said, let her feel her feelings. And I know that Asia always says that black women are not allowed to be human. Um, but what I, I just wanted to say quickly that the way that we can uh, feel love and support from black men is for them to mm-hmm. stop demonizing our emotionality. Um, many mm-hmm. black people can agree that, Black men and women are natural counterparts, and then when they both come together, that is what creates balance. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, many times a woman's emotionality is seen as a negative, yet somehow 
a man being logical, even extreme cases where a man will say, you know, I'm not emotional at all. I don't even feel emotions. I'm completely 100% logical. That is still seen as a positive. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I just think that, you know, you have to, if you love us, you need to embrace all of us, not just the good stuff that you want. You know what I'm saying? You have to embrace all of it. And, that, you know, it's not like men don't experience emotions. Women are just much more demonstrative. It's it's much more acceptable right. for women to be demonstrative in their um, in their emotions. And so, you know, just if, if it gets a little crazy, we can, you know, just take a breather and, you know, communicate effectively. And, you know, we should be able to work that out. But, you know, that emotionality, is it's not a negative, although it's seen that right. way a lot. So I think okay. being more accepting of who we are, the complete package, would be a way that we can feel love and support. Go ahead, Amiri. Yeah, okay. Uh, I see we have some callers come in. If, if any caller has a question or a comment, that they would like to add, um, just press one and that'll bring you in the queue out. Cause, because when we get down to maybe the last 15 minutes of the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know let callers come on and and ask the sisters a question or give their two cents. But here's the next question that I have for the sisters, and I'm going straight to Melissa. Um, let me ask you if you could describe for us what is the perfect date. Hmm. Um, the perfect date. I'll say the the first thing that came to my mind is that it does not have to be very expensive or costly. A lot of times, I mm-hmm. hear people use excuse for not um, taking a woman out because they don't have the money or because she again, once again, is requiring a lot. But in my opinion, I okay. value creativity and um, effort, and it coming from your heart more so than anything. You know. It could be a walk through the park, a picnic. Uh, it could be, you know, the old school stuff, movies and dinner. It doesn't have to be anything really elaborate. It's more about, you know, the sentiment behind it and your thoughtfulness and creativity that makes it the perfect day for me. So time, place, okay. all of that is irrelevant. It's more so of where it's coming from and, and, what you know, what you really invested in it to show that you really – cared and was trying to do something, you know, for me to make, to, you know, show that you're, you're interested in, and once again, court <laughs> and be, you right. know, be a gentleman. Right. I, I, that's, that's a, a great answer. Okay. Uh, Kiana, what, what, if you could for, for us describe what is your idea of a perfect date? The perfect date, my idea of a perfect date is, Somewhere where we can talk, so we're mm-hmm. connecting. That's the point of having dates to stay connected with each other. Um, so I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want anywhere too loud or too funky or too crazy, but it's a nice environment where we can chat, we can connect, we can get caught up on what's going on in each other's lives, maybe even get to know each other a little more depending on where we are at in our relationship. Um and it's going to be a perfect day. It's filled with good conversation, good food, laughs, forehead kisses, hand holding, a nice cool breeze at night. Okay. Yes, sis. Yeah, that, that, that sounds, 
That sounds good. Okay, Cookie, what is your idea of um, the perfect date? My idea of the perfect date is if he made a home-cooked meal and put it in a basket Mm -hmm. and we went to a nice park, laid out Mm -hmm. a blanket with candlelight and some Mm -hmm. wine and just chill. Or even mm-hmm. the gun range, you know. I like I like to shoot and stuff, so I was. See, I don't, I don't, I, I, see, now see that that's what I, I, women and guns. <laughs> <Let me stop>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that, you know, with women and guns. I'm always skeptical, you know. What I'm just saying. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but I'm a very simple woman. I'm a simple chick right. as it is, so I mean that mm-hmm. to me is something that is coming from your heart and effort. Like anyway, yeah, right. you can always go to the restaurant later on, but I mean to me, when you do that, that's like something you put effort in for me. You know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> Only. So I think the perfect date is that. Okay. All right. That's uh, that's a good answer. Okay, Asia. Let me let me guess, Asia. I'm gonna tell me if I'm right, cause I, I I think I have a pretty good idea of what is your idea of a perfect date. And I'm gonna say that's making shea butter and dragging niggas on Facebook. <laughs> Am I in the ballpark? Is that in the range? Okay. Tell me what what's what's your idea of a perfect date, Asia? Uh, to be honest, uh, I actually want to be taken out to like a nice restaurant or to a movie or something like that. And he could bring the okay. shade too because I, I fuck with shade. Excuse me. <laughs> but I want to take out and like to a movie or to a dinner, just something nice where we can sit there and talk and get to know a person because I always want to see where a man's mind is at. Yeah. I always right. want to see that. That's one of the main things. So I know from there, because I can tell by one conversation if I'm going to go forward. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So. That's, that's that's true. And you know what? And the conver- con- Being able to dialogue and have a conversation is, uh, you know, still worth its weight and gold because, uh, you know, what you'll find is that most people, including men, they they put on a facade for that first impression. You know, but the longer the longer you a person talks, the more their intentions become Come out. Uh, become Come clear out. and become and become apparent. You can only fake you can only fake and wear a mask fake for so long. For so long, you know, right? right. Okay, mm-hmm. so Kenya, I'm gonna ask you, Kenya, what is your idea of a perfect date? Okay, well, some of the things that I jotted down quickly have already been said, so I'll just go quickly. Um, for me, it's food and fun. Um, okay. I want to. I want something delicious, um, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be in a a restaurant because I do love, love, love the idea of picnic, especially if it's in front of like some water, a lakefront or a riverfront, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like um, fun things where you can walk and talk. You can experience, you know where you are, but then you can also talk. That's why, you know, movies, they're okay, but it's dark. You can't really look in each other's eyes. You can't really talk. You know, no. if you go to a movie, you, you have to do something else before after that so you can actually spend the time getting to know each other. I like 
museums, carnivals, art galleries. I love the zoo because I love animals. But also going back to, because I'm just skipping around all over the place here, but going back to the picnic idea, the candlelight, oh, like like she said, the candlelight and, and music. Right. Don't forget mm-hmm. music. Now, everybody has a smartphone, so you can have some music, but, um, you know, just, just play some music. And then the hand-holding, the forehead kisses. Let me talk about the forehead kisses for a minute. <laughs> okay. Baby, forehead kisses are wonderful. They, I, I have never met a woman who does not enjoy a good forehead kiss. Forehead kisses are heartwarming. They're endearing. And it, it, they're also safe because, you know, you it might be too soon to move right in for the lips. But if you kiss her right. on the forehead, oh, I'm telling you, that will melt a woman's heart. I'm telling you right now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. She see she dropping game for the fellas. She dropping game. I told the fellas call up, man. Yeah. Okay, Kenya. So, what is you know? And you know what? In a couple of weeks, I'm gonna I'm gonna do we're gonna do a show on you know what do black men want too. So you know y'all sisters could call up, chime in. Pick their it's brains fun. a little bit, and and Asia, you may be you may be you may be able to even drag a couple, you know who knows. But uh, <laughs> Kenya, well, what? I, I don't do that unless they, they, they really start getting out of line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, I, I know, I'm just messing with you. But um, I, I find that phraseology very, you know, very humorous. But um, okay, Kenya, what's 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 the next question you have for the for the ladies? Okay, let's see here. Okay, here's one. Um, Do you think that black women realize who our true enemy is? And why do some black women view black men as the enemy? Okay, and let me just say quickly that I think it's because black women are perceived as viewing black men as the enemy, but it's not because of some kind of white domination and indoctrination. You know, I think black women are reacting to things they have experienced and observed. Yeah. So I'd like to, for the ladies to expound on that. Okay. Well, I would I would say that just what you said, Kenya. Um, a lot of Black women look at their lives and they look at who have caused them the most hell, which is usually the opposite sex, and sometimes it could be their mothers. You know, it, it just depends. Right. But, uh, <clears throat> black women look at what has happened to them because a lot of Black women have been raped by Black men, have been yeah. beaten constantly by Black men have been cussed out, mistreated, you know, just, just for saying no sometimes. You know, just sometimes you just don't be understanding why you have to be disrespected. But, you know, and that's what makes them say, well, dang, is this white man really my enemy or is this man right here beside me my real enemy? Because he has caused me more pain than anyone. That's why black women start to view black men like that at some point. Right. But then you got right. some that say, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm still not going to let this, even though he's 
beat and did this and did that. He's, you know, that's still my man or whatever. But, you know, a lot of them look at it like, well, dang, look, this is who calls me the most hell. This is who beat me, rape me, mistreat me, cuss me out, drag me, did all this, and blame me for it. Mm-hmm. Black men. And black women, only majority of black women are only dating black men. And it all goes yeah, back that's to true. allowing her to express herself and to tell her story and respecting her emotions. Because it's like, it's mm-hmm. not like I see you as the enemy, but when I go to talk about the hurt and the pain that I cause, just tell some life to say, I understand, or I'm hearing you, right. I'm listening. Don't be like, oh, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about, because statistics say, no, this woman has been hurt. She's been through some stuff. Like, let her have her room and her space to get that out. And something else I, I noticed that. that anytime a black woman, something happens to a black woman, she's to blame for it. If she walk mm-hmm. out her door right now and get raped, they're going to be like, well, what were you wearing? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. things like that. How am I supposed to view you right. as anything else when you're the one that's causing that or have caused mm. most of the pain, and then you blame mm. me for it. Yeah, and it t- that takes a toll, and it does take a toll. It so does. I don't think that black women feel like you know white women are like I've never ever in my whole entire life met any black woman who felt like white men were some savior or the great white right. hope. And, they were going to come and save right. her from whatever. No, I've just met a lot of, because black women, all that I know, are only dating black men. So right. when they're disappointed, mm-hmm. when they're disappointed in this black man, now he feels like, oh, you think white men are going to come save you because now you're disappointed in me. It's like, no, that's a completely mm-hmm. different thing. She can be upset at you. Right. She can be disappointed. She could be angry at what you did, what you said, how you act. But don't try to twist it up to make it seem like it's something that it's not so you don't have to be better. Right. 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 Thank right. you. Oh. Right. That's true. Oh. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's absolutely true. And, and, and you know what? Let, you know what? Let me, let me address this right quick because that's something that I hear, too. You know, I, I see a lot of black people. Um, pre- predominantly on Facebook, you know, uh, echo that sentiment about, well, we need to know who the real enemy is. We need to know. I'm going to tell you right now, my real enemy is the one that's doing me harm. You understand? And Thank the you. thing is, because I, because I saw that video with the guy on Facebook, with the black man, we're not your enemy. Like, he's about to cry. Okay, if you don't want to be, be, if you don't want to be perceived as our enemy, then maybe you should stop doing our harm. That's like you understand that that needs yeah. to be the needs to be the message and and you know to a, to a, to a certain extent the same thing is true for you know for women because we tend to hurt those we are in close quarters with and we have the most yeah. interaction mm-hmm. with you know so mm-hmm. I do I do get that go ahead I've had black men tell me that black women mm-hmm. are their enemies are the biggest enemies of the black community because of child support. Yeah, right. like that. Right. They, that, that right. they have said this because black women, I guess child support is causing them hurt, I guess, pain or whatever. Child support tearing that they ass up, but hey. <laughs> right, but you, you, you don't have a you don't have a you don't have a right to not take care of your kids. You wanna sit there and lay down and, and engage in the manly art of pleasuring a woman while you pleasure yourself and you take care of your children. Period. But I don't want to hear the whining is, because you're not whining when you're getting in between her thighs. So I don't want to hear it. I don't sympathize with that, man. 
she should have stopped it. That's the that's 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 his uh, uh comeback line. But my thing is, why is it that when men say these things, it's okay, but if a woman feels mm-hmm. that same way, we is so looked down upon. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if a woman feel the same way a man does, they both can be sitting there going back and forth. You ain't shit. You ain't. You know. But when the mm-hmm. woman says the same thing, it's a problem. It's mm-hmm. so looked down on. You yeah, bitter. Right. You unhappy. I just said the same thing you said. Just right. about right. you. Right. <laughs> so it's accepted. I mean, we just talked about that. It's 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 so normalized and so accepted that you can create an entire internet following with that using that as your as your premise. And uh, hold on, let me make an announcement right quick because we have a couple of callers who press one. Just hang hang in there, guys. We, we're going to get to you. We have about you know 15 minutes left of you know questioning the young ladies, and then we'll let you guys come on and make your comment or pose your question if you have one. Um, Okay, so I have I have another question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start this one with Asia, and it seems to be all the rage right now. Apparently, all the young folks are doing it. <laughs> so the question is this: Polyg- polygyny, to do it or not to do it? Would any of you ever consider being involved in a polygynous marriage or relationship? And Asia, you can answer no. that first. Hell no. Okay. I'm glad you asked me first. <laughs> Say amen. But um, no, and I mean with an H and then an E and a double hockey stick in front of it. No. <laughs> because okay. let me just say this. Men, to me, have to give women the same respect they want women to give them. If you would not okay. still be with a woman that's having multiple mates, then don't expect her to put up with that off of you. Yep. Right. You don't have your cake and eat it, honey. Because if I just the thought of my man being mating with another person is is nasty. I feel the same way men feel. It's nasty to me. You a hoe? Right. Mhm. I'm just saying you have to get. I want to be. I want the same love, respect, faithfulness that I give. Right. I want you and when I speak up for women, they always tell me, "Well, if you ain't going through it, why are you worried about it?" But then, when the topic of polygamy comes up, and I I don't want to share my man, it's like, "Well, you ain't for sisterhood then." Right. Why, well, why does sisterhood have to exist around your around your male appendage? That should be the question, you know. Why does this idea of sisterhood have to exist around your male appendage? Why is that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Sisterhood shouldn't have anything to do with that. Right. And I'm noticing that a lot of stuff that they be trying to use to manipulate women, a lot of women go along with it. I'm just not going to do it. Right. Right. Like for me, my favorite. I couldn't say. All the things, like, I've had a guy ask me to be um, a part of a polygamy relationship before. And you know what? Me being the person that I am, I listened. I asked him some questions. I heard him out. I even met the other woman. That's another story. 
Because I guess the journalist in me was like, how did I end up t- into this situation with this guy and his girl? You know, the woman's older. She can't have no more kids. And he wants somebody who can have mm-hmm. some more kids with. And I'm, okay, I'm interested. I'm, 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 Interested in what what's going to come out of this? Not in the actual position that he wants to give me. I'm looking around right. like, what does this mean? Has to offer nothing. You don't have no mm-hmm. job. You're doing little odd jobs here and there. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is not an ideal type of situation. You want me in your house mm-hmm. is filthy. Your house mm-hmm. is. That's why I be trying to be so quick to get up in a guy's house, not to sleep with you, but I want to see how you living. Right. Mm-hmm. What's your environment look like? Are you clean or not? Because that's right, important. Right. I want to find out six months or six months or a year later that you're filthy. Mm. <laughs> wow. But it wouldn't. Right. It wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't be for for me because all the things that I've heard and that I'm seeing as to why a woman needs to be in a polygamy relationship are things that I'm already getting done. Right. Oh, and it's you, no benefit for the woman. Wife. Oh, if you if you have a sister wife to have somebody help you take care of the kids, my son's thirteen. His uncle's been helping me. <laughs> he has mentors. My his aunt mm. pays for certain programs and stuff that he goes to. Like, well, I don't I don't need that. This I'm already taking care of. Right. Grandmom. Man is all in the picture. They'll come pick him up, get him for the summertime. I'm like, what? I only see a benefit for the man in that because yeah, you're not you're, that's you're detrimental to the woman. And then for me to have a polygamy relationship. Right, and you know what? Like most times, like especially like because you know they have they have a lot of they have they have like an online you know community um, on on Facebook where they you know and uh, what you know as quiet as it's kept, a lot of those polygynous. Um, relationships and stuff are very trifling. Like it's all kind of stuff that be going on. See, I be getting, you know, people inbox me stuff all the time. You know about what's going mm-hmm. on. You know, I, I don't, I, but I don't. You know, I I keep it to myself. But I'm, I can tell you that just from firsthand knowledge that a lot of times it's it's janky. You know, it's all kind of stuff going mm-hmm. on. It's trifling. It's uh, it, it, it's 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 nasty. You see what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, a lot of the times it's it's all it's all about sex anyway. You see what I'm yeah, saying? So thank you. You know, so and so it, we, you who, know, who else has an answer? What Cookie? What about you on it? What what about you? Would you ever do? Um, would you ever be interested in polygyny? Is this a serious question, Mary? <laughs> yeah, it's a serious question. <laughs> it's a serious question. Okay, so check this out. So I've never okay. had a guy approach me with that BS. I guess it's all over my face that it's not happening. However, what <laughs> I say, well, can I have two dudes, two husbands? It's a big problem. Right. It's a huge right, issue. yeah, they didn't see that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So no, absolutely not. My thing is this: if you if you if you feel like you got to be a jackrabbit, then you gonna do what you got to do, because there's plenty of good men out there that are faithful. I don't need the headache and the nonsense. I don't need the diseases. <laughs> I don't need no disease varmint dealing with me. Right. So no, I'm, I'm okay. not. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, um. Nope. Yeah. Okay, all right. We have a we have a caller that 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 wants to address this question. 
specifically. So I'm gonna bring them on a little early. Um, I think this is Ms. Akita. My Hold girl. On, call her, yeah, call her nine ninety five, Ms. <laughs> hey, 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 y'all. Hey, How y'all hey, doing? Hey, 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 my beautiful sister. <laughs> Who's on the line? Who's on here? Mary, I know you there. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm here. <laughs> I just really, really wanted to quickly uh, comment on the um, polygamy thing. I went out on a date with a brother last night, and this is actually mm-hmm. my second date with the uh, with the brother. Very, very nice gentleman, okay? But out of nowhere, he tells me that, oh, I have a fiancé in another country. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. So, so that's not even the, that ain't even the best part about the whole situation. He comes to me and he tells me this, right? And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, he was perfect until he told me that. And then he tells me, right. he says, well, you know, as brothers these days, you know, we polygamists now. We can have more than one wife. And I'm looking at him like, are you serious? But good, good, good brother, but very, very good brother, but he, he, he's, he's still working on himself, you know, like mm. he's in between homes. And so when I heard you guys well, discussing this, I'm like, why, why on earth? is this even a topic when you ain't even got yourself together? You know what I mean? Like, how could this be a a topic? Right. And I, and I'll tell you why, because, 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 you know, implicit in what they're offering with the, with the polygynous relationship and marriage is, uh, you help me provide for you. You (laughs) know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's almost like a, it's it's almost like There's being no ahead being ahead by you, you know by community you know what I'm saying like where they have all these right. helping them. It's, it's almost like the pimp thing it's it's the pimp thing is yeah, that really, it's, that's literally it's, what it's it is because it, a lot right. of these men who who, who promote polygyny as a viable lifestyle aren't even aren't even viable by themselves if you're not exactly. viable you're not a viable individual how can you be viable in a relationship with exactly. one or two or two women. And the very fact that you and need, the very fact that you feel that you need more than one, more than one woman by your side to get anything done, speaks to your deficiency in and of, in and of itself on your own as a man. As a man, mm-hmm. you should be getting stuff done any goddamn way. So I don't want to hear exactly. this crazy as some. Well, as I told him it was okay. I said, I said community. it's okay. I don't, I don't look. I'm not against it. Okay, I'm not against it. But for me, right. it, it, you got to, you got to bring. You know, you got to bring the food to the table. If I if I even right. even entertain that idea, and and right. my my response to him was like, okay, this is how you are. Okay, I respect that. But what about me? Like, if if you're okay with having mm. all these partners, is it gonna be okay for me too? Because I meet guys all the time. So his right. first response was, no, 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 no. You know, uh, uh. <laughs> You know, women can have kids, and and we don't know who the kid exactly. We don't know who the children is, and then it's going to be an issue. And right. I'm like, but that's not fair. Like, you don't even own right. your own home. <laughs> so I mean, if this is all about if if this is really all about just us humping each other, then how come I can't have my fun? You know, right. we don't need to be enough so. to hump each other. 
Right. Okay. He, he he immediately he immediately <laughs> began to rationalize his his double standard and the privilege that he's trying to exercise, and that's what a lot of these guys do. Like you know, you don't yeah. have your stuff to like, and that's why to me, like, because you know what? Honestly, I'm not against it either, but I yeah. don't I don't like the idea of where it's coming from, and the idea of where it's coming from is that you have a lot of brothers out here who are chomping at the bit to take advantage of the brokenness right. of our people. And to me, exactly. that is the most sinister, diabolical, cynical thing about it. Because right. what what you're basically saying is the situation is so bleak for the black community and for, and for black love and black women that I can now force them and hamstring them into even entertaining this this idea of being in a polygamous relationship, despite the fact that I'm very I'm very deficient as a man on my own and. Exactly. Uh, and I could barely take care of one woman, so now I, I can I can use pressure, cultural right. pressure. Well, cultural I mean, is this the state, is this the state over, that we're going towards? And have like, more than and have more than one woman. To me, that's that's not right. You know that, and that's what's it going to be like in five years? At times. You know, right. yeah. Right. Like, right. what's going to happen in five years? Is, is all of our brothers going to be in this mode, I mean, I, and I, I have a few people who kind of got on my case about the interracial uh, relationships <laughs> in the past. Okay. But right. I'm, I'm, but, but my, my, my thing is, is like, if this is the, the state of mind that our brothers are moving towards, where does that leave us, you know, as sisters? Right. And, and, and I'm against it because I feel like women as a collective are not valued as it is. And the men mm-hmm. already don't want to take care of the families they got. Exactly. Want, but you want me to be okay with you creating more issues? You're making it harder for yourself. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm against it because women are not valued as is. Then you won't let you right. want me to allow people who don't value me as is to play me with other women mm-hmm. and create more children. They already don't want the ones they got. The responsibility, <laughs> the accountability. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Asia, Asia ain't right. happy. <laughs> they, 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 well, <laughs> okay. Okay, Ms. Akita, I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. All right, I appreciate y'all. you calling your Bye, comments. Akita. Good Thank show. You. Good show. Bye. Bye. Okay, and I have a, I have um, I have another caller. Caller seven seven zero. I'm bringing you on. I think this is my brother Jonathan. Yo, Jonathan. Yo, what's poppin', man? What's good with you? Uh, nothing much. What's up, fam? Just chopping it up with the young ladies, with the with the beautiful sisters. I know you got yeah, something to say. What's, what's, going, on, what's, what's going, going on, ladies? What's good? What's going on, family? What's good with y'all? Hey, hey. What's, what's, up, what's, up, what's, up, what's going on? Y'all already know what time it is. You know, like, there's no excuse. Oh, hey, Jonathan. You What's going on? What's, what's up? What's up? What's going on? Hey, Jonathan. Hey, what's up? What's up? How's it going? Good, man. You're talking about polygamy. Yeah. What's on Jonathan? You wanted to say something about you wanted to say something about polygamy, Jonathan? Yeah. What's your thoughts on? I just it's real, it's real selfish to think that you need like multiple, multiple women to satisfy your lust and desires. You know. Especially if you barely can please one. You know that thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Up. I mean, a lot, I know, guys, right. a lot of guys. A lot of guys. Maybe after that first round. What you talking about? Let alone try to have multiple partners, you know. 
Right. Right. So, yeah, don't like look at me. I mean, and then half the brothers not trying to work and they're not trying to survive for all the while. So it's like it don't really make no sense. Right. Yeah. They gotta work. It's it's it's, 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 a, it's yeah, a you it's want a her male, to work, cook, clean, and and do all and do all the necessary above just to try to satisfy a man, you know, who loves. Right. Because you know what? <laughs> let me let me let me say this. When yeah. when a when a man truly understands what it means to be to be a husband, then he won't he he won't be rushing to have more than one wife. Because being exactly. a husband is a it's a, it's an occupation, and husbandry in and of itself is a skill. It's yes. a skill, and when you understand that, see, because where a lot of these brothers are coming from, they're coming from a place of self service in a in a very dariousic way in which they're in which they're viewing the entire relationship dynamic, and one that is very self centered and um. And, and one that is self-absorbed. They think it's all about them. As the husband, you are the servant. You are there to serve. You must serve every. You must serve everyone that falls under the umbrella of your husbandry. So, if, when you really yeah. understand that and what that entails, and 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 the full scope of that responsibility, then you wouldn't have these brothers running. You know, running. Um, Running to, to to sign up for that because uh, you know as right. Asia just mentioned, a lot of them don't even want. They have a problem with paying child support. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Everybody keeps playing take on. And right. like, you want to compound? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I've always had that question too, where it's like, how can how do you when you when you're serious about being in a relationship and you're committed to your family and you're committed to taking care of them? Um, protecting them and loving them. How do you make time to even have another person in there? I look at my personal <laughs> exactly. schedule, and I expect a man to have a similar schedule. You go to work, you come home at five o'clock. Then kids got to go off to practice and extracurricular activities. You know, you got to cook, mm-hmm. you got to clean, you got to get them ready for the next day. I'm like, where where do you fit somebody else in at? I, I don't exactly. Get it. <laughs> so they make time for I'm done. Exactly. Like, how do you have time for all that? If you working every day, you know. <laughs> you right. working every day. You didn't make time for I mean, I can. I mean, I don't really get that. I mean, it's just really being selfish. That's all I got to say. Yeah, you're being yeah, selfish. It, that's, a, that's what it is. You're neglecting your that's home. Just, that's just being selfish. Yeah. Thank. Okay, but uh, that appreciate you calling up, Jonathan, and giving and giving your um your two cents on that issue. All right, man, appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. All right. Thank you, All Jonathan. Right. Oh, okay, Kenya. Um, I, I I don't know. Did you did you answer the question, Kenya? Would would you ever consider, you know, polygyny? I personally don't want to do polygyny, but I'm not against it for the ones who, you know, they. They find that to be fulfilling for them. Um, But I personally wouldn't just because, um, you know, look, most women do not share certain things. You know, ask me me to use my lip gloss and and (laughs) see how I look at you. You know, I'm not going to use my eye drops, my mascara, anything like that, you know. And and I would not want to (laughs) pull another 
I would not want to pull another woman's tampon string and then take that and insert it into myself. Which I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's 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 I the know. way I look at it. You know, and and I think that men can really they can understand that, but I don't think they will admit it because that does not serve you know their needs no. as far as making a woman feel like you know well it's different when it's women versus men you know but I think that men not wanting a woman, even if they are having multiple partners, them not wanting the woman to have multiple partners, I think the uh, objection to that is uh, based on the objectification of women and in their jealousy. As much as they say women not wanting to do polygyny is about jealousy, right. I think it's about jealousy for men as well. And I think that yeah. it's a, about objectification because I think that on some kind of a basic level, you know, mm-hmm. men, some men, I'm not going to say all, but some men, I think, do view a woman as, well, his woman. He views her as his personal penis hole. And so he does not want <laughs> other men sticking their penis in his penis hole because that one is right. his. You know, yeah. so, mm-hmm. you know, the same way a man would not want to use a condom that another man already used, they don't want another man sticking right. his penis in his personal penis hole. <laughs> but um, also, when it comes to that, if you're doing polygyny for the wrong reasons, if you're doing it out of lust, then I think that you it's going to blow up in your face because lust is not a thirst that can be quenched like a thirst yeah. for water. You know, the more you right. indulge it, the more intense and depraved it will become. And I personally think that if a man is doing it for lust, then he will, even a man with four wives, he will quickly tire once the novelty of those four wives wears off. He will be looking for, you know, right. new variety in his sex life. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what I have to say about that. I'm against it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah that, that's that, that, um, that whole, I, yeah, that whole series mm-hmm. is a no. That bacterial infections. Bacterial yes, infections. Yeah. I can't even get uh-huh. past that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't, ain't no yeah. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> to think about it is gross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The same right. way they view women when women have multiple partners is the same way I view Let's them. See, it, it, yeah. No, Even I see the, the, have, the brothers like. If you have so many wives, <laughs> and a couple of them run huh? off and cheat, and uh, you have so many wives, and a couple of them run off and cheat, and go sleep with a couple other different guys, then they're mm-hmm. coming back, and the man's still having sex with her, and still having right. sex with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It, 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 I mean, there's, there's there's no doubt that you increase the risk for um, STDs and stuff like that with you know with with. With you know, when, with polygyny, I mean that's that's common sense. You know what I'm saying? But okay, Kenya, um, what's what's because we're getting down to the last ten minutes, so we just have time for for a question from you, and then I'm gonna ask my last question. So, what is the next question that you have for for the sisters? Okay, my last question is: How can Black people bridge uh, this disconnect between men and women? Uh, yes, we can start by treating each other better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stop mistreating and, each other. And, and um. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, what happened? 
Well, Go ahead. I, I said stop mistreating each other and learn to understand one another. We are the most disconnected people from one another. Right. Yes. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's more disconnected than black men and black women. Mm-hmm. And sometimes right. I feel like we don't even try to understand one another. We just want it all about us. If it don't concern us, it don't matter. Yeah. Right. Because I, you know, I stated before that I felt more discriminated against for being a woman than I did for being black. And God dang it, when I tell you, <laughs> tampons were leaking. What? Well, no, excuse me. The men got so mad. <laughs> excuse me. The men got so mad. I don't know why this was so offensive, but I do feel like I have been more discriminated against for being a woman than I was for being black in my life. Mm. I think I was treated more for being a woman. I do. Mm -hmm. But when I, you know, but they didn't want to understand from my, it was just, oh my God, I would never say that again, but Right, they didn't. They, they didn't want to hear that, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. And but, I don't understand nope. why. Why that's offensive, though. But anyway. Because you know. because the black the black struggle is supposed to it's supposed to be it's it's supposed to be predominant and preeminent. But the the reality of it is is that black black men and black women will have co- will have different and varying cultural experiences based on their 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 racial and gender identities. You see what I'm saying? Because the threat that is perceived from black men because precisely because they're black men is different than the threat as, that is perceived from black women precisely because they're black women. And you know what? A lot of cuz I was you know I was doing some research earlier like I have I have like 287 PDFs on my, you know, on my phone, and I'm going to be importing those to my laptop. So I was just going through all of them today, and you know, I was read, I was, I was reading some of them, and a lot of what these brothers spew when we talk about uh, black women today, like Tommy Sotomayor, Minister Jap, a lot of it is straight out of white supremacist, uh, uh, um, the white supremacist playbook. It's white supremacist ideology and blackface. That's essentially what you have. Like a lot of the things that they say when they talk about black women not being feminine enough, uh, feminine enough, um, only being uh, interested in, you know, in 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 penis and attention, like like Tommy Sotomayor likes to say, those types, of, you know, that whole um, idea and this idea of them being sexually wanton Jezebels. Who are who 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 are only destroying the community is something that comes straight out of the white supremacist playbook. So, you know that that just goes to show how they've internalized a lot of white toxicity when it comes to the way we mm-hmm. view um, view our women. And that's what come I always tell them that it, it starts there. We have to shift the entire scope of how we view black women. Now here's the here's the final question I have for the sisters and I'll I'll give um Melissa the, the chance first to, to first answer this question. What is your ideal mate? Like what characteristics should a man possess in your opinion that would make him ideal ideal for you? Mm-hmm. Intellect is really important for me. Uh, that's the biggie. So he would need to be intellectual, care about. No dummy, huh? Not at all. <laughs> all right. and, um, 
that's that's a deal breaker for me over anything. Like if you're not mm. in tune, and 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 when I say you know, I didn't say educated. I said intellectual because you know that the right. degrees in that paper. It's a lot of dummies holding a lot of papers, but um, <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> and then um, also being, um, you have to have killed your ego. I mean, I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't entertain egos, and I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to stroke your ego. So if you can't handle the truth, then I'm probably not a good person for you to deal with. Cause <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you the truth to your face about everything. So um, definitely somebody mm-hmm. in touch with, with the truth and not afraid of it and doesn't feel threatened by you telling him that and um, recognizing that that's, that's, that's a real woman and somebody who really loves you if they mm-hmm. want you to know and see the truth and to be a better person because of it. And then, um, like we already talked about, respect is a biggie, and that really just encompasses everything. You know, if you're respectful mm-hmm. of me, you're going to be respectful of the things that you do to me and around me. And so mm-hmm. um, that's, that's a biggie. Okay. All right. Um, Cookie, what's, what's your, what's your um, ideal mate? Cookie? Cookie, you there? She might not be there. Okay, Asia, what's your ideal uh, your your ideal mate? <clears throat> well, he has to be respectful, has to be accountable, faithful, um, has to be sensitive to my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, and has to be willing to be like a. Like the man, I, we shouldn't have to argue about which one of us gonna be the man or the woman, and that's usually how some things go. I'm just saying, you know, there are certain things that a woman does that a man, I feel like a man shouldn't be doing, like sitting at home while I work. That means that we have right. swap roles. So, no, it's just I, I just want a man to be respectful, accountable, faithful. Okay. And just treat me the way he wants. He would want to be treated. See me as a human, just like he sees himself. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Absolutely. Um, Tiana, uh, what is your ideal mate? My ideal mate is, of course, very, very respectful. Um, mannerisms and intellect are are the things that attract me to a man. You know, not just how he's treating me, but how he treats the people we're around, the waitress, you know, little kids and, you know, older men and women and things like that um, is very, very important. Um, There's nothing, it is nothing more sexy than a man who can teach me some things, you know, and I mean like intellectual things, teach me about history, teach me about stuff that I don't know anything about. Like those those are the things that I look for that I'm very attracted to when it comes to an ideal mate. So when I can sit and have a okay. conversation and then walk away and I have learned something from that conversation. Also, right. um, a man who doesn't sexualize me, um, part of mm. even bridging that gap between black people is we have to look at each other like with that brotherly, sisterly love, you know, at first. Like, you know, this is a person I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have this person's back or I'm going to care for this person. You know, regardless of whether or not I'm going to get sex out of them or not, 
I'm still going to have this respect. Right. I'm still going to have this care for them. So the same way I'm looking okay. at a guy when I first meet him, if if I don't know, you know, right away if it's romantic or not, then I then I just see this man as, a, as okay, this is a brother type of person. You know, I'm going to give him that brotherly love, speak with him that way when there's no romantic connection. That's why when I said earlier, mm-hmm. you know, I need everything to be plain and clear because you saying hi to me is not an indication that you want something romantic. You holding a conversation, mm-hmm. just even, you know, just approaching me, it needs to be more clear and more concise. But when it comes to having okay. to bridge that gap and when it comes to building that foundation, that that love, uh, genuine love and genuine care just for a human being has to be there first even have the love and care for somebody on a romantic level. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I, I just want to thank you sisters for, you know, giving us your, your time this evening. Um, it was a great show. You, you guys brought out a lot of, you know, a lot of good points. Um, and I just, uh, I appreciate it. Okay. And Kenya, I'll let you go ahead and close the show out, you know, announce our social media and stuff like that. Okay, well, I wanted to answer the question real quick. I wanted to say that okay, what I don't want, I don't want someone that is chauvinistic and aggressively domineering because there is a distinct mm-hmm. difference between being a tyrant and just being a, a masculine leader. What I do want, mm-hmm. someone that's intellectual, compassionate, uh, faithful, someone that's a giver because I'm a giver and I will nurture and take care of him and I want him to do the same with me. And then lastly, mm-hmm. sensuality. Hello. Mm. Okay. Hello. Okay. <laughs> so um other than that, <laughs> you can catch us in our Facebook group online. It is Black Men and Women United. And you can catch us on the Great Liberators radio show page. That's our Facebook page. On YouTube, we are um, under the username Great Liberators. On Twitter, we are Great Liberators at Great Liberators. And then, of course, here on Blog Talk, we are uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash the Great Liberators. And thank you for listening and make Black America great again. All right. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks the guests. Yeah, thank all the guests for, for calling in. <laughs> thank you for listening to The Great Liberator, hosts Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Until next time.
This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.